Hello, 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 group. It is the Big Gold Belt Podcast, episode 33. We are here to preview uh, what looks to be six or seven hours of WWE pay-per-view programming over the next weekend here. This is Aaron, joined by Mr. Sidley Sellis, a.k.a. Sellis, making his glorious return to the podcast. How are you, sir? Man, long time. I missed the fans. I missed you guys. Even got an upgrade, a new MacBook Pro, so hopefully my sound is much, much better than it was in the past, so... Good to be back. He sounds like a bird tonight. I love it. We have Dr. M in the house. How are you doing tonight, sir? Doing pretty well. How are you doing? I'm okay, man. I'm kind of tired. I long day at the office, but it's all good. We're watching some uh, watching some Raw right now as we record this. Uh, we see Tamina's beating on Becky Lynch right now, so all's good, I suppose. And we also have two chains in the house, and he's on his new computer too, correct? Uh, now I'll be using the backbook for tonight. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so we're here to preview all the pay-per-view action this weekend. We're going to start with NXT's TakeOver special uh, in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center. They sold it out, which is crazy. It's the biggest crowd NXT's drawn this fa- thus far. After that, we will move right into SummerSlam. At some point, our good longtime missing friend, D-Wayne, Speaking of D-Wayne, he just joined the podcast. D-Wayne, what's up, man? Man, I am silly. <laughs> D-Wayne, you need to respond to my text messages. Don't <laughs> uh, be texting me because some short naked girl have a phone. Well, wait, wait, wait. Now, it's rumors that I won't say on the podcast <laughs> that was talked about before the podcast that we need to talk about after the podcast if you get what I'm saying. <laughs> so I took it that you heard the girlfriend rumor, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Is it true? Are, are we stamping it? It's not stamped, but I had to say it because she was in the car. Don't <laughs> oh. hey, D-Wayne, whatever you do, don't be like uh what's my man from uh the uh not the Lakers, the Clippers. Oh uh Matt Barnes. Claiming somebody and really not with them. <laughs> oh yeah, don't do that, Rihanna. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so let, let's we have a mutual agreement, but it's 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 more of no say I'm with you, but I'm not making it official yet. So you're doing the DeAndre Jordan rule? I mean, I'll make it. I'll make I'll make it official. That's what Mark Cuban said. Ooh. <laughs> well, to be to be fair, you guys are like podcast official for whatever that's worth right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll see for our four hundred thirty some odd uh, followers to see what they have to say. Yeah, because I I, this, I ain't cutting this out. This is pure gold right now. I'm just saying. <laughs> she, she is a good girl, and I. Bryce and Robinson really like her, and I will make it official soon enough. <laughs> I mean, you're like you get married, man. You got two guys on the podcast that are married, and we don't even throw our wives out there like that. Hey, look, I was in the car with her. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean that means a lot. That really, I mean, it, it really does. Yeah, it. yeah. Let's be like this. If I would have said anything else at that moment in time, you would have made it tonight. I'll be the middle of World War Three. Oh my gosh! 
Well, way to play it smooth, sir. Um, we were we were just about to preview uh, NXT Takeover Brooklyn, and then we're going to move right into SummerSlam. Let me what throw. Was, what was NXT Takeover Brooklyn? It's it's on Saturday on the WWE Network. Oh, it is. And it's live so from the Barclays Center. Yeah. I have been out of wrestling for the past three weeks. Um, I wonder why. Hey, look. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta get it together, man. Yeah, man, you're I'm, you're a mess. I watched so much wrestling this week; it's crazy. But guess what? I have a misunderstanding now that I can do whatever I want. <laughs> yeah. Oh my right. goodness. <laughs> so I'm going to take advantage of this and say and catch up on my wrestling. Well, so with that being said, <laughs> it's going to be a. a I've seen a monster fouls tonight. Oh, boy. <sighs> Why don't we save that for the end as a cherry on top? How's that sound? Oh, yes. Awesome. <laughs> D-Wayne, D- I want to throw it to you first. I'm interested what you think about this match that's listed first on the card for TakeOver, considering you haven't seen a lot of wrestling in the last couple weeks. They have Joe going up against Baron Corbin. First, do you have any interest in that match? And also, who do you think is going to win? Um, of course I I like Joe. Joe's Joe's great. It's just the I thought the whole angle was supposed to be set up between Joe and Kevin Owens, and I felt like I never got that satisfaction of seeing that. So, uh, am I interested in the match? I mean, I'm interested in seeing Samoa Joe wrestle. Yes, I want. I'm interested in seeing that aspect, but uh, not really. It's just. No, it doesn't do anything for me. So who do you who do you think wins? Um, Joe, of course. Okay. Uh, our resident divas expert, Doctor M. We have the NXT Women's Championship on the line. We got Sasha Banks defending against Bailey. Do you see Bailey going over here? Definitely see Bailey going over. I think it's definitely her time for a run with the women's title. And now that Sasha's on the main roster, I don't think. I think Sasha will be perfectly fine without a belt around her waist, though I certainly think she'll be the Divas champ sooner rather than later. So, yeah, my vote is for Bailey. And then let me give you a follow-up before we move on to um, to Celis in the next match. Who do you see Bailey should she win? Who's her first title feud after she defends uh, in the rematch against Sasha? Should she retain it there also? Uh, I don't know. It looks like... Um Maybe Alexa Bliss. She seems to be getting a lot of attention lately. Either her or Dana Brooke. That's kind of all they have. Yeah, pretty much. All right. You're saying nobody. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, all right. Um, Celis, let's give you the tag title match. We've got Blake and Murphy, accompanied by the aforementioned Alexa Bliss, taking on the Vaude Villains, who they've been hinting at bringing up a diva of their own to even the odds in this title match. Uh, who do you see maybe being that diva or maybe it's someone we haven't met yet? And also, do you see Blake and Murphy retaining or the vaude villains getting the straps here? Uh, that, that's, that's a good question about, you know, who would the vaude villains bring up as far as the diva of their own. But first of all, let me tell you two things I don't like about this match. Um, first, I don't like the vaude villains being the, I guess, the faces of this match because I think the vaude villains are just more natural heels, um, 
in their whole tag team realm. I, I really thought these guys should have been had the belts a long time ago. But if we're trying to project what they can do as far as going to the main roster, I hope this doesn't limit them because I really see Blake and Murphy, you know, still, you know, keeping the tag titles over the Bob Villains. Ah, uh, but who could be their diva? I, that that's that could be a great uh, question. Um, uh, I mean, let me let me put it back to Doctor M. Now, I call her the Red Machine, and you should know who I'm talking about, you know, from her. As far as me and 2 Chains just talk about how they tried to, you know, push her up, you know, trying to give her a little slow match here and there on uh, NXT. Um, Dr. M, I'm, I'm going to just throw it back to you. Who, who do you think could be in there for the diva to come up? Uh, well, I hope it's not Eva Marie. Ooh. <laughs> um, the Red Machine. Yeah. Um, and speaking of her, I don't know if you all noticed the commercials that they've been airing for Total Divas lately where – the narrator guy is like, the fans have always loved Eva Marie. And I was like, really? Yeah, when did that happen? Yeah, so I, I'm a little confused by that. But, um, yeah, I honestly, I don't, I have no idea who the Vaudevillains will bring up. Um, just thinking about the, the divas that are in NXT right now, there's no one that kind of readily comes to mind that would fit with them. Um, yeah, I'm a little stumped on that one. But, but just to answer your question, uh, Aaron, I think, you know, Blake and Murphy does continue to keep the belts for a long time now. I think it's almost about six months that they had the belt, if I'm if I'm correct. Um, I, I just don't think it's the right time for the Vaudevillains to, to take it off of them. You know, Enzo and Big Cass is the only team I can see taking it off of Blake and Murphy, but will Enzo and Big Cass get that big chance? So I see Blake and Murphy retaining, but a good match, though. Well, from rumor has it, the reason that they're not in that match is because they're coming up to the main roster soon because they're – they're seen as being main roster ready, so maybe that's the reason they may just bypass that completely and stranger things have happened, but You're right. I wanna throw it to you next two chains. We got our our boy Tyler Breeze taking on the longtime Japanese icon Jushin Thunder Liger making his very first appearance in a WWE branded ring. Why don't you tell the people why you're excited about this match and if you see Liger going over as the guest of honor here? Uh, so I've always been, as a as a kid, a fan of mass, mass luchadors. And I tell everybody, and I will say it again, that one of my favorite wrestlers was uh, Uber 2 Guerrero. But um, I definitely was a fan of Liger, Psychosis, and you know people of that statue. So just to see... Um, somebody of his caliber coming over to NXT um, is awesome. And also, I think it's a big deal just because of the fact that uh, the WWE was able to work a deal with uh, New Japan to have a come over. So this is going to be definitely an exciting match. Um, I think they have the right person to work it with. Um, I think as far as crowd control, uh, they're definitely playing it safe with Tyler Breeze. And uh, definitely, uh, he's going to, uh, Liger is definitely going to win this match. Just, there's no reason in the world for him to come over and not get a huge push to make, you know, uh, further partnerships with New Japan. And, uh, you know, I guess, could I kind of book it as like a special guest, so to say? But, you know, you want to keep that relationship open. And uh, this is going to bring a lot of attention to the WWE. But, uh, under no circumstances do I see him not not beating uh, Tyler Breeze. But yeah, like I said, it's going to be a cider for sure. 
Yeah, absolutely. Two chains. Let me ask this though. All right, this guy's you know, Liger's fifty one years old. You know, he's been in the business for a while, and you got Breeze that's up and coming. Who I think I personally is my favorite wrestler on NXT. That you know, I feel like is ready for that main event. You know, but in my honest opinion, I think he can't be on the main event because he's just going to be look like a, as a Dolph Ziggler light. I mean, when do you see Tyler Thank Breeze? You. I mean, when do you see Tyler Breeze? You know, coming on the main roster with that? You know, because I think he deserves to get a chance. So if he takes right. this as a great match of the night. But still doesn't push him up to the main roster. What good is it for Breeze? So I, I don't have the answer for that. I, I don't think I don't think that everybody is sort of say so <laughs> destined to make it to the major leagues. And I think Fifth uh, Balor has said it better than anybody else. It's just like you know he's doing big days at NXT. He wants to stay there. And I feel like somebody like Tyler Breeze is also wants to be more, more accomplished at NXT. Before he comes up to the main roster, and he knows that, you know, his character, I, I'm not very sold that it will work in a, in a bigger arena, in a bigger, you know, right. on a bigger platform. Uh, his, but his talent's there. But it's like I said, it's no rush. You know, develop yourself to some more, become the main guy in the, in the NXT because he's not the main guy, or ever, or has ever been the main guy. He's just, he's just been pure talent. So gotcha. that's, that's why you get looked, you know? Marcellus, you hit out on point. And I was about to ask this question. You know who Tyler Breeze reminds me of? I don't think. Someone who's good but will never be over. I I think if Tyler Breeze really wants to mimic himself as a career path to, you know, you know, success as, as far as developing his character, he wants to start looking at somebody like Dalton Castle, who... His character is very extreme, but commands so much control. Like, there's no question I know Dark Castle could be main talent in WWE for sure. Agreed. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so I, I, you know what? And I'm, I'm, I'm going to hear a lot of controversy when I say this. If Tyler Breeze wants to make it to the main roster and be successful, and when I think of his character, you know who he reminds me of? Shawn Michaels. I couldn't agree more, especially very early solo Shawn Michaels. Yep. No, that's that's the opposite of controversial. I couldn't agree more with you. <laughs> so I think that Tyler Breeze, if he wants to do that, he needs to really just study him and study what Shawn Michaels did. I think not only that, he just needs to dial dial his attitude up and his heel him up like 10 notches because – I think he could be so much more aggravating outside the whole stel- the whole selfie shtick. Yeah. Like just insulting people for being ugly and like he could just he could push it so much farther. Um And that's that's what that's what has to happen. And I feel like the WWE tried to do the same thing with Fandango. For one, when they tried to change his gimmick, it was okay, well when they first built him up as his, you know, the the whole uh you know the dancing sensation with the uh, the chat. They had something going, and they did not do anything with it. So they tried to rebrand him and build him up as a heel, and it horribly failed. So this is how I feel like is you know not the recipe they want to they want to do with somebody such as like Tyler Breeze. You know, if you go, he's not strong enough now, and he won't get as lucky as Fandango coming up, and. If they realize like, oh, we'll bring him up, and it don't work, and then they try to change him, it's gonna, it's 
everything, nothing is in his favor as this character until he brands himself stronger in NXT. Yep. Well, the thing about it too, man, if you think about a lot of those guys who started out with like very cartoonish prima donna type gimmicks like Sean, or if you think back to Hunter Hearst Helmsley, eventually they kind of evened out and became more realistic and tougher. And uh, you grew you grew to respect them a lot more just because of the types of matches they were having. Eventually, Tyler Breeze is going to have to transition out of the model character and more into a guy who's a good worker and can be a good guy or bad guy. And I think he has it in him. It's just a matter of creative getting behind him on something like that. But when you say that, you just you just point it all back to him being a Nevergal Ziggler. Well, I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I think he definitely has, especially a lot of qualities of very early Dolph Ziggler. I think I think Dwayne, for for what I'm getting, for what you're thinking, is that I, I definitely agree with the Dolph Ziggler, and I feel like Dolph Ziggler, if he did not have the fanboys of the internet and AKA the. Uh, uh, the WWE universe, he still would have he 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 would just be a complete nobody. It's sort of sad because it's to the point where the fanboys was you know was saying push Ziggler so much. Triple H actually did come out. It was like, oh y'all think uh, I, I forgot he made some remarks about it, and here he is right here. But he made some remark about it. I'm just thinking like if he didn't have that, if if it wasn't for that, they probably would have just kept overlooking him in fear of his injury and, and, and because his brand just wasn't strong enough. And then on top of that, it was just like the moment when Dolph Ziggler was his hottest is when Daniel Bryant was getting really hot, and that didn't help him at all either. Nah, that's a good point. Well, so yeah, speaking of Dolph Ziggler, as we watch Raw here, he just made his return against Rusev and almost kicked Summer Rae in the face. Um, I, why don't we move on from the... I, this is a great conversation about Tyler Breeze and... I honestly, his match is the one I'm most excited for on Sunday or Saturday, rather, because I don't know what it's going to look like. Like you said, Celis, with a 51 year old Liger, I think there's yep. there's so much they can do, and yep. it'll just be interesting. Here's here's my take on it. Um, two chains. I think you're absolutely right that Liger is going to win, and here's why. I think when we're in Dallas, we're going to see Liger inducted in the Hall of Fame, and I think this is the first step of that plan. I, Good point. I think that's exactly what's going to happen, and much deserved. I think he's earned it. Um, and who and who do you think is going to induct him? Oh man, there's a lot of good choices. I don't well, know. Well, let's just no, no, no. no. You, you, get, you get hotter. Psychosis. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> what about? Uh, let me just bring you back to the beast of the east. Okay. No guesses? Oh. Yeah, I already guessed that one. <laughs> <laughs> Move it on. Move it on. Yeah, all right. I mean, um, I think I, it's going to be Triple H because he always does these special, the special introductions. Yeah, maybe. I, 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 think, I think Triple H is going uh, to end up inducting somebody a little bit more controversial. But I was talking oh, about uh, I'm going to induct himself. <laughs> yeah, would basically. not would not put it past him. <laughs> but I was I was talking about Fujinami. I mean that, and that's the thing here too. I thought about Fujinami when you were talking about that, and when he was inducted, not a lot of today's fans knew who that was. But if you put Liger on Takeover, 
enough of the current fans are going to see it that they're going to get excited about it. They'll go back and watch his matches, and he'll sell merch in Dallas that weekend. Like people, I, I would buy a Liger shirt. Yeah. Yeah, it's certainly so, awesome too. I don't know yeah. if you've seen it already, but yeah. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But we do have the main event, which, for all intents and purposes, I look at the weekend of WWE programming in in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center as the passion of Kevin Owens, and I say that because I feel like he's going to job in this main event because it doesn't make sense for him to win the NXT title again. I think he's going to job to Cesaro on Sunday. And then whatever random tag match he's thrown into on Monday, which is also in the Barclays Center, I think he's going to lose that too. Because he got crushed by the Cena monster, go back a couple episodes to listen to the wisdom of D-Wayne on that topic. That said, I think they can still have a nice little match here. Um, I'm finding it very hard to talk much about this match past what I just said because I feel like it's Finn Balor for the win. You can go, guys go at it if you want. I don't know what else there is to say here. I mean, the only thing for me is this, this is going to get, I'm sorry, Dr. This is going to get Kevin Owens in some type of mediocre blend because he's either going to be not contending for the WWE World Heavyweight title, but still in that midline, in which way he's going to be contending for the you know NXT title, but still in the midline for the NXT title or just midline of the whole program because he's never going to get another belt if you just keep him going in between. Mm-hmm. I just think you just need to take him off NXT, write him off after this match, keep him focused on the main roster and try to build him up because it's just going to hurt him. Yeah. He's already hurt. <laughs> I completely agree with you. He's already hurt. He's done. It's sorry to tell you that. <laughs> I'm actually not sure it is Finn Balor for the win. Um, so play that out for me. How does that look? I mean, there's one only one scenario I see where Kevin Owens wins, but I want to see if you're thinking what I'm thinking. Well, I don't know if I've ironed out like the scenario yet, but just from watching NXT the last couple weeks, um, as much as I like Finn Balor, something is something's not clicking in terms of you know him being a champ. Like, I agree. I agree. Um, obviously, his in-ring work is great. There's nothing wrong with that, but his promo work still leaves a lot to be desired, and um, there's just something off about it. And so, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that Kevin Owens will win at Takeover. Um, as far as the scenario, that honestly I haven't thought much about yet. What um, about a returning Hideo Itami turning turning on it? Uh, guess I'll have to talk because that's that, be that was my point. That was you going to say too. Yeah. But is is he healthy though, or is he still hurt? He's really isn't, close. Isn't, isn't it funny how they haven't been updated but Well, not only that, but the one thing I did hear was that Hideo Itami is going to make an appearance at Takeover, whatever that means. Cause they said eight months, right? Uh, more or less. He got hurt. It was when, when was that? Um, when they went to Japan, that was in July, July fourth, right? Correct. And that was like a week before he got hurt, so like six weeks. No, that was after he got hurt. Can I assure you that nobody injury has been the extent of how long they said it's going to be? Well, that's true. Any sport. That's true. I think Victor Cruz is even up like a buff ahead of his of his rehab. Yeah. And that was a nasty net injury. He yeah. Tyler, right? Yeah. What's the What's that guy on the Giants that blew his finger off? Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, oh, what's his name? I can't even think of his name. Jason uh, Pierre Paul. Pierre Paul. Yeah. Yeah. That That brother's definitely not ahead of his schedule. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, just that saying. Was that was me. He did some Mick Foley uh, Japan stuff to his hand. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well. 
I mean, I think this, like I said before, I think this is going to be a good match, but I don't, I think it, I, it just seems like they're so over creative is on Finn Balor that even though what you said is true, Dr. M about him kind of not, not bringing the full package yet. I just, I think what it, what hurts is that, you know, Kevin Owens is on the main roster and it's just like, why would they put the belt back on him? I think Finn Balor's next feud, whoever that's against, that's going to kind of be the barometer for me. But, um, Baron that, Corbin. you know what? I thought about that. That's a possibility. I think he'd have to go over Joe here though, but that's going to, that's going to, I could go with see Joe him going over Joe. I could too. I could very, they were really pushing the end of days as a legit finish last week. And, um, I could easily see it happening. I think Joe's there to put people over. I don't think Joe's there to get to the main roster necessarily. Uh, I really don't. Away on that one. It really could. Sprinkles, sprinkles, sprinkles of Joe to the main roster. Maybe. I would love Joe to the main roster. I would. A, 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 a match where he's like one of eight people. Well, that's, you know? a, that's the only way I see it happening because why would you put money behind a guy who's like, what, 37, 38 when – I don't know. I just don't see it. They don't really use him like he's a big deal. And like you said, uh, D. Wayne, he had the whole thing with Kevin Owens and they just kind of dropped it. Like if that was going to be a thing, why didn't they make it a thing? That's all I'm saying. Why did they drop that? I still want to know. Like I was actually intrigued by it. Because they hot shotted Kevin Owens to the main roster, fed him to Cena, and now look what you have. Well, and they they also just didn't work that well together because like they had some. Some alter. I am pretty sure they had at least one match on NXT, and to be honest, it wasn't that great. And so, I mean, I drop it too if the match was terrible. Yeah, so, that's fair um, enough. I, w- I wonder if that feud was getting built for the sake of somebody's injury, who I could not think about right now. But I wonder uh, if it Rusev was a cover. Rusev got hurt, and that's what shot Kevin Owens up to the roster anyway. When Rusev got hurt. Oh, uh, okay. That makes yeah. I kind of forgot Even about that. Even though it was the end of the season, it was still transitioning. You could, you kind of felt it still was you know unfinished. You yeah. know, so they had to shot Kevin up to, to get that little spot for that mid mid card heel. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, how do you, I mean? What you guys think about Kevin Owens basically having? Two matches in two days, one being a ladder match, and just um, a, and then the next night having to work a match against Cesaro. How well, does this solidify him as a wrestler? See, I, this I, is why I'm not ready yet to say that he's been too hurt so far. I mean, yeah, some of his booking has been questionable, but somebody in the back has to have a lot of faith in you. If they trust you, to have a match, a ladder match with Finn Balor, and then 24 hours later face Cesaro. Somebody has to think highly of you for that. That it's so, probably Triple H is from what I read online, but that's what I read online. Yeah. Um. So I I'm not yet ready to to say that he's been hurt by anything. I also don't think that he is going to lose. You know, three times this weekend. He. Um. I don't think he's going to beat Cesaro. Um. But again, I I am not so sure to say that he's going to lose to Finn Balor either. You know what? I mean, what are we calling him? Like the world's best jobber in that case? I mean, that's like not giving him any credit for the in-ring work that he can do. Yeah. No, I'm not saying that. I just think they booked him when he debuted on NXT as like the dude. And then you put him over Cena in his first official match on the main roster. And then after that, you jobbed him out and you jobbed him out and you jobbed him out. And I can't admit, it's really hard for me to see him going over Cesaro. But... 
Maybe that's the saving grace if he doesn't beat Balor. I just there's wait till we get to SummerSlam. There's so many corners that they book themselves into on SummerSlam, and this is just another one. That's all I'm saying. I tell you what, though, if he does beat Cesaro, I hope Cesaro, like the rumor is saying, is being booked like Daniel Bryan. That's just making it all worth it for me until he gets the title. That wouldn't hurt. That wouldn't hurt at all. Good point. I don't think they're. I don't think they're going there by WrestleMania because I think. They're going to have only proven guys in that spot at WrestleMania, but that's just uh, that's just my long term booking there. I mean, it's an interesting pick to win the Rumble, though. I mean, yeah, it's a stretch. It is a stretch. I'm yeah. saying. Are you saying that Cesaro's not proven? I'm not saying he's not proven. I'm just saying I don't think that they're going to go with him in that spot. I think they're going to put the title. Well, I'm not even going to talk about John Cena yet, but let's we can get there at the SummerSlam preview here. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we put a? Why don't we put a bow on NXT? I mean, I, I I'm pretty excited for the show. I think it's going to be a good watch. I think it's going to be refreshing to have a two hour action packed show as opposed to the four hour one we're going to get Sunday. Not that I'm complaining, but I think it's going to be a a lot of quick, nice beats. Um, you guys ready for takeover? I'm ready for takeover. Yep, yep. Should be a good show. Yeah, and we'll definitely, uh, and we'll repeat this again, but we'll be reviewing everything from the weekend in wrestling when we uh, hopefully get together Sunday, depending on, you know, if we're if we're groggy or not after six hours of wrestling over the weekend. But we'll get you guys our review very soon after everything wraps up. But that's going to do it for our takeover review. Give us uh, about 30-second break, and then we will hit you with our SummerSlam preview also. and we're back with the Big Gold Belt Podcast. We just uh, got finished with our NXT TakeOver Brooklyn preview, and now we're going to preview the other four hours of wrestling we're going to watch next weekend, or this upcoming weekend, rather, SummerSlam 2015 at the Barclays Center. We have, according to Wikipedia, nine matches. I assuming, I'm assuming they're going to be announcing some sort of Dolph Ziggler, Rusev kind of match here soon because we're watching Raw as we record this. Well, let's go through what's advertised. Um, I can say Dolph Ziggler for the win in whatever match they put together for them. So preview over for that match. Let's start with the Resident Divas expert. We have the three-team elimination match, Dr. M. And I think the elimination part is going to be very interesting in terms of moving forward with booking. Who do you see as being the final competitors, maybe a final three, one from each team if you had to pick it? Well, I think... um at least if I understood the rules correctly, when one person gets pinned, like their whole team has to leave. Really? That's kind of dumb. Um, So that should be interesting. Uh, In any case, though, it seems like this would be, I think this will be, as I said in a previous podcast, everyone's going to have their few minutes in the ring to, to shine, do their stuff. I think I would book the, team bella to win this only because that would sort of give them ammunition to you know continue to brag especially nikki bella about how great she is and what better way to sort of set up hopefully a legitimate divas title program of some sort 
Okay. So I, I think I would. I'm I'm imagining that the Bellas are going to win. Uh, D Wayne, we kind of picked it to death a little bit on the NXT preview, only because he's wrestling on both shows. But we have your favorite wrestler Kevin Owens taking on your other favorite wrestler Cesaro in a singles match. Um, you know, we weren't. Most of us think that Kevin Owens is going to lose at Takeover, and if that were the case, do you see him going over here, or what do you? What's your prediction, D Wayne? Uh, you know what? It's going to hurt me to say this. I don't see him losing at both Takeover and SummerSlam. So I'm picking Kevin Owens for the win. I believe that he might lose at NXT. Only for a simple Passover saying, okay, I'm done with NXT. But there's no point in him having him lose at NXT and then again at SummerSlam. So I have Kevin Owens for the win. Okay. I mean, that makes sense, you know, to kind of even things out. Um, Mr. Sellis, your favorite match on the card. We have your boy Stardust tagging for some reason with King Barrett. Uh, Not really sure what the purpose of that part is. But we have him wrestling against Neville and Stephen Amell, a.k.a. Green Arrow, and a.k.a. I don't know if you knew this, Casey Jones in TMNT 2. Yep. Go at it, sir. I I definitely tweeted about Stephen Amell. Uh, I I tweeted last week saying I think he'll probably be a better – Casey Jones and he would be, you know, the arrow. Um, but, you know, that's just my personal feelings of my TMNT 2 that's coming out June of 2016. But let's go focus on this match. Um, just to throw to your point about King Barrett, I think why is he throwing this in this match? Because I think with the Stardust and Neville uh, superhero, supervillain kind of feud, you have to have um, Neville come in and protect Stephen Amell do this wrestling match. So who's the one person that you can throw in? You can throw in Bad News or King Barrett. I want to say Bad News Barrett because I don't think he's a king at all. Um, Word. And, and, and that way he had that feud with Neville that can try to make sense of why he belongs in that match. But, of course, the, the key thing is Stardust versus Stephen Amell. This has been teased for months now, back since May. And I think this really is going to be a great match and potentially a match of the night because this match does something that the Attitude Area was very famous of. You have wrestlers who believe in their characters, who live their characters inside and outside the ring, and it breaks down that wall to show how wrestling can uh, you know, be so similar to real life. Just bringing Stephen Amell as his real life character, his real life persona into this match. Neville with his, you know, his arrow thing coming in there. And the Stardust is just killing it with his gimmick right now. This is just going to elevate Stardust, in my opinion. And it's going to bring that national media as well as the wrestling media together to try to build something big. I mean, the, the quality of the match is maybe not be the greatest, but I just think it's going to bring that overall atmosphere of bringing realism into wrestling as far as their personas. And, and I'm just really hopeful Stardust can use this to elevate his career to hopefully be not just a mid-carder, but maybe transition to his Cody Rose gimmick coming back and be something that can make him a top-tier wrestler. Word. I, I like I like the hope that you have for Stardust and Cody Rhodes. I do. <laughs> it's just hope. <laughs> I, I keep the hope alive. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's. I mean, what what match have you seen that seemed like it, it felt so real? And being this age with Twitter and Facebook, I mean, just a few of them going back and forth. So, with five of them has been great. So the thing is with Stardust, it's not me that you have to persuade. It's the higher ups, and they don't believe in it. 
Uh, I mean, I don't agree. They're putting him in a match with a celebrity. Like that's that's a big rub. I, someone they, someone they, must they think pretty nicely of him. Well, uh, they put Dolph Ziggler in a match with a celebrity too at WrestleMania uh-huh. 27. Don't remember that, Marcus. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't really say that anymore. I think that, I think they have I think they have faith in Stardust because uh, his character and. Um, Obviously, they know he can wrestle, but right now, I think they use the Stardust a little bit different. Um, his his promo skills has been phenomenal. Yes, phenomenal. over the weeks. Um, don't don't forget that they had him doing a Make a Wish um, not too long ago, and mm-hmm. um, the biggest thing to take away from the Make a Wish was that Triple H and Stephanie was directly involved in in the segment, which I think is a big 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 day for Cody. You know that's. That's a John Cena spot right there, you know? Yep. Um, because uh, Titus O'Neil has done a Make-A-Wish, and, um, you know, it was kind of like offset. You know, he did his own thing, and I believe Wade Barrett as well did one that also didn't involve Stephanie and Triple H. So for um, Stardust to have that position, I thought that was good. So but as, far, as far as with the match, though, I think his promo is the winner. Of this because without Stardust promo work, nobody would be interested in this, in this sort of set. Because All right, so here's my question, and this is something real. Do you think he's? Do you think that you're saying this, or he's getting that type of rump because of his dad? Or, no, no. Yeah. I just think that the storyline works with his character, and he's making it work because of how talented he is. Hey, you know, you know what, Dwayne, and I hate to be really kind of like um, nonchalant about this, but I think it just kind of happened. His dad' death just kind of happened simultaneously with, with 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 the progression of his promos because yes. they were they was getting better as it was going. Then it happened, and then it just like went from like zero to a hundred. Like it would like when he came back, his first promo I think was on SmackDown. That was just like. What like it was? I was so sold. I was just like, like the Stardust character has is officially works for me now because I felt like before Goldust was carrying him. Yeah, but how long? How long does Stardust character want to carry him? So yeah, I think some sooner or later it's gonna go back to Cody Rhodes. Again, I, it's it's it's, it's a going to be a simple rotational situation that we get from him. And that's why I seriously think that he's always going to be where he is. But even Mankind went back to McFoley, and I keep on making that comparison, you know. You can't make that comparison. Oh, yes, you can. Yes, you can. So many faces of McFoley. It's two different errors. I think he can can definitely do Stardust as long as he's comfortable with it because the fact that they're branding him as a supervillain is always going to make him a credible heel in any instance. And think of 2016 with the movies too out two chains coming out next year. How many superhero and supervillain and and hero versus hero movies are coming out next year? I mean, of course, look, you got him going against the Green Arrow. This is toy sales we're talking about. This is Comic-Con appearances. Like, this is is a big thing that successfully worked. And for them to lure in somebody such as the Green Arrow and the CW and and DC... Allowing it that name to be advertised on another on another brand, yeah, So here's my question for you. You say it's blowing up right now, right? 
So is this the peak? Is this it for Stardust? It's not even blowing up. It's no. the start of it. It's the turn. It's, so my, that's 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 the part I'm getting to you. And this is this is part. This is where I see. This might be the start, but at the end of the day, I don't see him being any further than what he was than what he is right now. Nah, look, all they got to do is brand another superhero, and then he'll he'll be right back in the game. I mean, look for for desperate measures. I mean, look, Batista could come back as Drax the Destroyer. Yep, and they could brand that against Stardust. Like they could use him as a villain however they want. And even if they just take him off TV for a while or whatever, like I said, there's a lot of potential for having his character around. Like in other words, if you think about this, they can they can batch him and Sting together and have them doing promotions all over. And that's his, and that it works. He, like just like um I think somebody I think it was Dr. M said a while ago, maybe A Rod, like when you're when you're a top hill, it's not always about winning and losing. It's right. about your promo work. And right now his promo work is no nobody's touching it right now. That sounds like a Dr. M statement there because it's way yeah, smarter than something I would have said. It's not about the promo work at the end of the day. It's about the high up and who they believe in. Watch. All right, let me ask this, Dwayne, and, and I'm going to end with this. I know we got to move to the next match. If you saw, and this is based on what 2 Chain said, if you saw a Sting versus Stardust match at Mania, is that a buy or sell? A Sting versus Stardust? It's, just, it's a buy because it's Sting. But who does it help in the long run? And you keep building that character. Who does it help in the long run? Even if That's Stardust loses. Okay, so I'm going to give you another example. We have we had a John Cena versus Kevin Owens match. Who we already know help? about John Cena. So John Cena. Yeah, that's a whole different thing. <laughs> so that's my thing. Does it really help elevate him? Sting or doesn't have the stink of John Cena on him. I'm sorry, that's totally different. I'm, my thing is, does it really help elevate him, or does it just give Sting a person to fight? Sting that's helps Stardust just like uh, Undertaker helped Brock. Yep. I couldn't agree I don't more. See that. I don't see that because at the end of the day, I don't see Sting losing the Stardust. It could happen. I don't think it will either. But it would help him just like Undertaker helped Brock. Because yep. remember, when Brock first came back, he what, lost two out of his first three matches on pay-per-views when he came mm-hmm. back? Yep. And watch, as soon as he beat the Undertaker, that's but how you That's the Brock thing. He won. Don't matter. It, it don't matter as long as so like, like Two Chain said. Sometimes being a top heel, you don't have to win. It doesn't matter. But if you just use you that to elevate to your career, you, you can have, do that. In order to elevate, Brock got where he got right now because he beat the Undertaker. If he would have lost Undertaker, do you think that he'll be where he is right now? No, I I I, I don't agree. I mean, uh, <laughs> I do agree because they wanted to build. They wanted to. They wanted to build Brock to be unstoppable. So in order to be unstoppable, uh, unstoppable object has to make an unmovable force. <laughs> let me to be the streak. Let me just kind of cut in here to, to kind of wrap this up. We've talked about this match for almost 10 minutes now. I think they're doing something right if we have these kind of opinions and intrigue about it. That's, that's all I'm going to say at the end of it is that this is – for even though Stephen Amell may not be a household name like a Floyd Mayweather at WrestleMania 24, this match is a big enough deal that we've talked about it for 10 minutes. And, you know, Stardust is more interesting because of it. For better or for worse. That's that's what I can say wrapping this up. Sure. Did, did we even book how this match is going to even win? or how is it Oh, the Stephen Amell team is going to win because he's the yeah, celebrity and that's just how this works. He comes in for the power tag and that's it? Yep. 
Yeah. And it'll be great, and it'll get a huge pop, and it'll be awesome. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But you know what? But you know what? No, let's. Uh, it's something. It's two things I need to mention. First of all, it's rough as behind the scenes this may have been to get this match to be official. Stephen Mill almost messed up that money again because I know y'all heard what this. He got hurt. <laughs> Weightlifting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like I know it's kind of it's kind of good that it happened. But kind of bad because, like, if Sammy would have took some type of funny injury uh, during a match, the the uh, CW will be highly upset. Yep. You know, but you know, you know, they got paperwork that's going to protect both parties. But still, at the end of the day, it's still funny to be like, man, all this finally to get it working. Did you almost injure yourself on some personal activity? Yeah. That and I think Michael Bay would have been more mad than the CW because there's more money involved there, but <laughs> yep. that's just me. Um, you guys mind if I blow through a couple of these matches that are kind of yeah. meh real quick? Uh, Randy Orton and Sheamus, um, I really could care less. I Randy Orton seems like he wins an awful lot at SummerSlam, so let's go with Randy there. Uh, Ryback, uh, The Miz and The Big Show, and a triple threat for the IC title. I don't see how can you... Can I ask you a question? You sure can. Why in the heck do we have this match? Because it was supposed <laughs> to happen last month, and Ryback had a staff infection, so now we're getting it now. I don't want it. I don't either, and I think Ryback retains because they um, they have a trajectory for him, and they're going to stay the course is just kind of what it seems like based on the way they're booking him on TV. Although it would be really interesting for the Miz to win the, ch- the title and just see what he would do with it, but I don't see him going there. Um... I think the tag match, the Fatal 4-Way, Primetime Players, Los Matadores, Lucha Dragons, New Day, I think it comes down to the two obvious contenders, the Primetime Players and the New Day. I would really like to see the New Day come out with the titles here and have the Primetime Players chase for a while until the Usos are ready to come back and be that babyface tag team. And then also you got to remember, you got Cass and Enzo coming soon too. So, you know, maybe we see somebody else turn heel because that's a lot of babyfaces in the tag division. I'll say I'll say primetime players, but I wish it was New Day. This Bray Wyatt family match versus the remnants of the Shield family match has got me a little bit intrigued. I don't necessarily want to break it open to a free-for-all because we still have the John Cena match and the Taker match to talk about, but just go around the horn real quick. Say who you think's going to win and how you think the finish goes. We'll start with you, Dr. M. Oh, man. Uh... <laughs> I think the Wyatts win, uh, in part because I, I'm buying into the rumor that there's is a potential for a heel turn between the Shield guys. So I would go with the Wyatts. Okay, D Wayne. <laughs> D Wayne. D Wayne. I think D Wayne. Uh, right. D Wayne went to hang out with this supposed girlfriend he's got. So. <laughs> We'll uh, we'll kick it over to you, Celis. Uh, Wyatt's or the Shield Two Point <laughs> Hashtag uh, Doctor M on everything. I don't need to repeat anything. He said it all for me. Cool. Two chains. Um. Yeah. Uh. There will be some kind of uh, funky ending that's going to call some type of discrepancy and rupture between the best friends. So. Consider this marriage becoming a divorce soon. You know what? And I, I don't. 
I know a lot of people might call for like the blatant heel turn heel by either Am- probably Ambrose or maybe Roman. I I like that idea of having some foreshadowing of some tension and then let that play out up through Night of Champions, maybe culminate in a cell in October. We'll see what happens. But um, yeah. I, I would I'm like to, to see the Wyatts get the win here. But you know, part of me thinks they're going to go the boring route and have the two best friends win and pose down and celebrate and everything's hunky dory and. I don't know, man. I, I think I think as of recent, this is going to be sort of played out like Goldust and Stardust. How uh, it was hinted that they was going to build them to have a match against each other, but it never happened. So I guess they're going to try to play around with the elements to see, like you know how how is it if Dean Ambrose was a heel, or how was it if um, Roman Reigns was a heel? So I guess you're going to you know try- what. They're gonna kind of play around with this, with them, you know, some discrepancies and, and changes. Oh, so so now you're now you're back, I'm going Dwayne. To play creative for a moment here. Oh boy, here we go. We're gonna have Bray Wyatt win with the remnants of possibly a new Wyatt family member coming in. Also, we're going to have Dean Ambrose turn on Roman Reigns. Why? Because you want Roman Reigns to look like everyone's against him. And that's what creative is going to do. Make it look like everyone's against him. And then Roman Reigns beats everybody. And then we have another John Cena alliance. Stranger things have been hypothesized. But, you, I mean, that definitely could happen. <laughs> Vince is still around after all. Um, John Cena, Seth Rollins, title versus title. As we're watching Raw here, it looks like they're doing the contract signing in the ring for it. I don't... I'm going to say the obvious choice here is that you have Cena win, and then you have Rollins, who's been nothing but confident, go back, you know, crawling to the authority who are disappointed in him. And then I think that's where we get that Triple H-Seth Rollins eventual feud play out. So... I I think it's actually kind of boring to fantasy book how this is going to go because I think with John Cena involved, you know exactly how it's going to go. I would like to hear if anybody has a more creative finish that they would book instead. I only have uh, dirty, dirty, dirty finish. Nobody wins for sure. I don't dirty. think you can get away with it because they've had the last two or three pay-per-views have a dirty finish in a main event. I don't think you can do it's it. It's Seth Rollins, though. But he knows a dirty finish in play somewhere. I don't know. You can't I, have John Cena lose clearly. So either John Cena's going to win or it's going to be a dirty finish. Those are your two options. Yeah, I think they're both stupid. <laughs> and we all agree. Hey, John Cena has Miami Hurricane Kelly going. And he has the 15 on it. That means he's going to win. And then, you know, since he has green on I'm going to say Sheamus is going to cash in. But you know what? They could just as easily make those 15s, make those collector's edition and turn them into 16s next week. That's not hard. That's all I'm saying. Man, I don't know. Personally, I thought this was just a filler match because John Cena and Seth Rollins didn't have nothing else better. If the if the Patriots can allow people to trade in Aaron Hernandez jerseys, we can trade in John Cena fifteen shirts. That ain't hard. I 
God, his I hate his new gear. I'm looking at it right now. Hey, you know it looks what? terrible. I kind I like the shirt actually. It looks like a minor league hockey team's jerseys that uh, play near me, and that's why I, I don't do. like I it. I actually like I actually like this this gear. Matter of fact, I'm gonna get and wear the WrestleMania this year. No, you're not. You're wearing a Kevin Owens shirt. We've already gone over this on the air. <laughs> what Kevin Owens lost. <laughs> <laughs> Can we? I don't even really want to talk about this anymore because I think we're going to spend the majority of the podcast complaining about how John Cena tied Ric Flair's record. Um, so if it's okay with you guys, the main event intrigues me far more than this anyways. Taker or Brock? What do you think? Can I, can I be honest with you for one second? Yeah. I am not interested in this match at all. I am. Just because I want to see how they, they book themselves out of the corner they booked themselves in. Let me explain why. We've already kind of talked about on here. You have Brock win. What's the point of having Taker wrestle ever again? He's a shell of a man. But if you put Taker over Brock, this guy you've protected and protected ever since April of last year, what's the point of that? I don't think that there's a good way to go about it. And like people say, oh, we'll just have Sting interfere. It's like, okay, so we're going to turn Sting heel? Like why split the crowd on Sting now? You can get another match out of him this fall. I don't I don't see any way other than like the resurrection of Hollywood Hulk Hogan to be the most controversial wrestling angle of the 21st century. Like what do you do to make this good? I don't get it. The match is going to be so slow, too. I don't see any way you can make it good. I mean, you saw how slow it was at, at Mania 30. I yeah. think it's going to be just as slow. We were there, and I was bored out of my mind. Hey, look. Hey, look. This match has the recipe for a disaster. And I'm going to tell you why. I didn't see the point of having this match right now. And personally, if you have Brock win, it's just... Oh, well, he won. If you have Undertaker win, it's okay, well, what you going to do with Brock? It's pointless right now. And though I do want to see the match, because I really want to see if they're really going, how Brock is going to wrestle, since he's been so engulfed into this suplex semi character, how is he going to wrestle versus Undertaker? He's going to suplex him. I'll tell tell you all how I would book it. And I I suggested this on the last podcast, too. This match has to be a brawl. It does. The the brawl that they had on Raw last month will have zero point if their match at SummerSlam is not a brawl. Right? And, like, because they had that brawl last month, like, it would make no sense for them to have the type of match that they had at WrestleMania where – you know, it was in the ring. They were doing their traditional moves and so on. This has to be an exciting brawl, and that's how I would book it. I would also book Brock to win. Um, I don't think it does anyone any good to have Taker win, especially with how hot Brock is right now. And I think it would set up the perfect storyline for, you know, Taker, you know, holds his own for a while but ultimately loses to Brock and maybe build up over the next few months that Taker is starting to doubt himself a little bit maybe bring up another heel that taunts Taker, talking about how, you know, you don't have it anymore, and that would set up a perfect WrestleMania feud. But then even if you get there, it's like, yeah, he beat this up-and-coming heel, but he still never beat Brock. And, like, 
I feel like with a character who's just been so pro- booked strongly his whole career, to have him go out like a punk, no pun intended there, um, <laughs> I still I still don't get what that does because they've already conquered the streak. Like, at least protect the man's dignity at this point, the dignity of that character if it's going to go out here soon in the next year or two. And but but like you said, you can't you can't put Taker over Brock because like what good does that do? And then there's some conspiracy theorists out there who say, well, Taker's gonna go over here and that's gonna set up the rubber match at Mania. It's like I have no interest in paying money to see that rubber match. Hey, look, if that that match was at Mania, I'm going to get some nachos into the bathroom. Dude, I'll go with you. We'll get nachos together. <laughs> and I don't think Taker needs to beat Brock though. Like, I don't think his legacy is going to be in any way tarnished. Like when Taker retires, I am not going to think about the fact that he didn't beat Brock Lesnar. Oh no, no, and I'm not. I'm not saying that. I would. I think I respect Taker more than anybody ever in the business. But my point is, if you're looking at just the booking up through Mania next year, which he's already advertised for, you know, having him eat two losses against Brock, who do you put him up against, and why is that interesting after all these years? Like I know it's Taker, but part of what made Taker's Mania matches so great was the intrigue of the streak. And I don't get the point now. It's just like such a shell of a guy if he's ate, if he ate two losses to Brock and then go up against a Sting or go up against the Kevin Owens or whatever. Like It just seems like it's picking bones at that point. So honestly, what you're saying is we're in a lose-lose situation here. That's exactly what I'm saying. Nah, 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 nah. Tell me how to make it good then, Two James. So first off, I don't even care. I'm falling asleep thinking about this match. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even care who wins this match or how it happens. It better not go over 10 minutes. Even with it being a main event, like, I don't care. Somebody, the lights better cut off and somebody else better come. You know, maybe a, maybe a sting from the Raptors fighting. I'm, you know, I'm with that. Does that, does that creatively book the sting Undertaker? Because apparently, when you have bigger stakes in the WWE and somebody interferes in your match, you don't care about what your other stakes were. Like, because Brock Lesnar has no interest in the WWE title as of the last four weeks of booking. Yeah. I mentioned it one time. So, you know what? Let them brawl out and then let Sting come from the Raptors and then we set up Sting versus Undertaker for WrestleMania. That solves that. But... The other interesting thing is, don't forget, The Undertaker is booked for some um, shows. He's booked for, um, I guess, another indie sort of say pay-per-view, like The Beast in the East, something like that. And, um, yeah, so he has a couple of bookings that's coming up. Like like I mentioned in the, uh, one of the other podcasts, he's, he's booked on a show that's Chris Jericho's booked on, too, so... That makes me think it will be some sort of like form of a pay per view like the Beast in the East, and that could be kind of pivotal. But also, that Night of Champions seems to have speculations with big um, setups for WrestleMania. So this time, this time to get him out of this Brock Lesnar situation, you know? No, no, and I, I don't doubt that they're considering that and maybe go with that finish. But my point is, if you're trying to get him to sting, this seemed like the least productive way to get there because. You're not going to resolve the Brock thing, and you're going to have another schmoz ending to another pay-per-view. I just, I feel like there was a better way to get there than this. Like, 
Think about all the mind games that Sting played with Hogan back in 1997. Think of all the mind games Taker's played with, like, literally everybody over the years as the dead man. That would have been far more interesting to me and such a throwback to what fans love about those two as opposed to having a schmoz ending with this feud with Taker and Brock to the point where we're not even going to get a resolution out of it because it's going to be a dirty finish. And then it's like, well, what was the point of having Brock feud with Seth Rollins in the first place if we are going to schmoz that too? It it all just seems like a bit bit like – too convoluted to get from A to B to C if that's really where they're going with it. And you know what? Honestly, I predict that that is where they're going to try and go with it. And it's going to be – people will pop for it because it's Sting. But, like, I don't – there were just so many more interesting avenues, but I feel like they just didn't have a SummerSlam main event. Although I think if they did Rollins versus Cena the right way, that could have been enough main event to carry the show. I can tell you that um, to that point, I, I think the way made it. That or maybe it was you, but if if the Undertaker does lose this match, and you say who will be the one person that can actually put him over to be good? Hey, he beats John Cena at WrestleMania, and it's perfect. I would be a thousand times interested in that match if they did it. That would be amazing because I would love to see John Cena lose at WrestleMania in person because I have yet to do that. Uh, this this also makes me real interested to know that if. The rumors is true that the Undertaker uh, would um, John Cena would be interested in the Undertaker. There's no way that John Cena has a, a championship going into a mat, going into a non-title match at WrestleMania. And if that happens to be the Undertaker last match, he can't win a match for a belt and then you know then retire. Right. So that, so that also makes me think that John Cena would have to eventually lose his belt. But how soon is the question? Yeah. I, How soon? Just Sunday soon or what? Well, I you I like what you made in your point there, just that I think we're gonna start to get some kind of um a view here of what the road to WrestleMania is gonna look like. And um let's not forget that there's rumors of the rock potentially appearing, maybe starting his whole angle for Mania, because he is featured front and center on the uh the truck decals they already have for WrestleMania thirty two. Mm-hmm. So you may see him there. Um, we also have John Stewart as the host. Um, not really sure what that's all about. Kind of random. We have Jonathan Coachman covering it for ESPN. I just saw that Brock's going to be on the 9 a.m. Eastern edition of Sports Center tomorrow. Yep. So it's going to be covered quite a bit. Um, I think we've kind of beaten it up to death to the point where I'm already tired and I haven't watched all six hours of wrestling <laughs> this weekend yet. D Wayne, why don't we kick it to you real quick and hit another. Cena Monster Files. You promised controversy, so I'm ready for it. <laughs> okay, welcome to the returning edition of the Cena Monster Files. <laughs> Oh, this should be good. He, he fans, just just before he gets started, he told us he was going to make us angry with this one. So, and then Doctor M and Doctor M, what did you say after he told us that? Uh, actually, I I can't even remember at this point. But uh, <laughs> he, I think he said something like, "This should be interesting," says nobody ever. No, I, I think you said something like, "Aren't we? Aren't we mad every time he does it?" Right. Are, are, 
we upset everyone? Hey, look. Let's straighten now. <laughs> this one, now that I think about it, it might not make you mad, but then again, you might not agree with me. But who cares? This is the Cena Monster Crowd. And the only thing that matters is brushes. A.K.A. Dwayne's. That's all that matters. So, the person of choice tonight is... I hate to say this, <laughs> but I, I think I have a logical point to this, and it's not more of his wrestling skills, but more of his attitude. Yes, I'm talking about the one and only CM Punk. Oh, CM Punk. Oh, oh gosh, Did you just get it over with. Yes. <laughs> you know what? Be careful with your words here. I'm gonna rep Illinois if I have to. I'm just saying. Everybody knew this session was gonna come through, so I had to come back with something like this. Let's see a punk. <laughs> I love you. Great wrestler. Your attitude sucks. You wanna know why? Cause you wanted to be the one. The one that WWE called the man. Well, guess what? There's only one man, and it's not CM Punk. And guess what? It would never be. The number one man is John Cena. You see CM Punk. Before you had the skills, before you had the promo work, you just didn't have it good enough to overtake John Cena. Though some of your best matches was with this man. You beat him a few times. But guess what? You were always number two to him. Your attitude towards that, and maybe a few other things, not to name and mention right now, killed you. And I'm sorry to tell you this, but you were a victim of this Cena monster. Not because of your potential, your moveset, your promo skills. It's because you wanted to be the man. But you can't be the man if you can't beat the man because guess what? Vince McMahon said, John Cena, you're the man. If you have any disagreements with what I said right now, speak now or forever hold your peace. Holding my peace. Um, I don't know. I I don't know. Just don't let just don't let CM Punk find out you talk about him this way. It doesn't do good with uh, Twitter Twitter interactions of dissing him. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks, D Wayne. You just got us blocked by CM Punk. It's really nice of you. (laughs) Well, guess what? Oh, he ain't gonna block us. He's gonna go off. (laughs) Hey, look, CM Punk. I respect you. I love you. You know what I'm saying? I think you're one of the best things that ever happened to WWE. But it's not my fault that created me to think the otherwise. Don't blame it on me. Blame it on corporate. Is the CM, is the, uh, is the Cena Monster Files the reason why he's not on 2K16? The Cena Monster Files is not, it's, it's just an opinion. CM Paul. <laughs> You're not on 2K16 because corporate just doesn't like you. 
<laughs> it's not my fault. I like you. Hey, if I can have a whole CM Punk session about your greatest matches, I would. But you're in UFC now. And I'm talking about wrestling. And to us wrestling fans, your your memory, a good one. <laughs> but just a memory. Wow. That was um that was pretty deep, D Wayne. This girlfriend yes. must really be affecting you, you know. <laughs> None of us has actually seen a picture of her or anything, but you know, there's a lot of girls out there on Google Images you can find, I guess. So I know. Uh, <laughs> D Wayne, you keep playing, you're gonna end up on the the Nev Catfish Files. <laughs> yeah. That was um, you know what? That was actually a pretty uh, a pretty touching little ode you just paid to CM Punk. I'm not even mad. I, I never I never seen this sensitive side of you before, D Wayne. I know what's wrong with me. Well, CM Punk, just face it, you'll never be number one. Even if you come back, you still won't be number one. John Cena always. Been. Oh, don't don't Stop run from your feelings like that. Stop. It is what it is. <laughs> My my offer to you still stands in Dallas. I will get on one knee and I will propose to you with Kevin Owens shirt. Hey, look, Kevin Owens, <laughs> you were already going to. <laughs> oh boy, um, I I don't know any way we can possibly follow that. So I think we're going to sign off for the night. I'm done. That was uh that was by far my favorite monster file so far. I I, I really enjoyed that. Um, I'm hurt. I'm sorry. That was, a, sorry. that was a pipe bomb. That, <laughs> that was kind of a cotton ball bomb, actually. It was pretty soft and sweet. Um, well, fans, I think that's going to do it. You have our predictions and our preview for the six hours that WWE owns your soul this weekend. And, of course, we're going to be back with you guys once again, either Sunday evening or maybe Monday, depending on how brain dead we all are after watching all the wrestling that we're about to watch this weekend. But you can always rest assured that we will have our review up very soon after the conclusion of SummerSlam, either day or two after. Until then, you know, check out past episodes. We've got a lot of Cena Monster Files on tap on our back episodes. If you're interested, you can catch us on WrestlingOpinion.com, iTunes, on all of our social media, which you're going to hear about in the outro in just a second. So enjoy uh, the weekend of wrestling. I would also like to touch a little bit more on the finals of the G1 tournament for New Japan. Talk a little bit about that maybe sometime in the coming days. But until then, you guys have yourselves a great week and a great SummerSlam weekend.